Amen. I'm sorry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. We love you. You're prayed for every day. Every day. I take you before the throne. Every day. Somebody's calling your name in prayer. Amen? Amen. Isn't that wonderful? It's great to be back. We love you dearly. Love President and Ms. Hagan. You have wonderful, wonderful leadership. They're great. We appreciate them with all of our heart. Elliot Murray, it's so good to see you. I knew him as a little boy. Of course, you know, at my age, most people heard me preach when they were little boys. <laughs> or little girls. <laughs> but it's so good to see you and what you're doing for God. I'm glad to have my best friend with me today, Miss Judy Lincoln. Would you just wave your hand back there wherever you are? Where? Stand up, Judy. They can't see your hand, please. This is my best friend. She is the great-grandmother of Andrew Bryant. <laughs> so, so happy to have her with me as we came up together and just appreciate her so very, very much. We've been best friends for 30 years. Isn't that great? Also, so happy to be with my handsome son over here. Love you, Dr. Tennyson. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful son, I will tell you. God bless me. Just have the one child, but he blessed me with the one child. Grandson, wonderful daughter-in-law. Let me tell you about my little grandson, then I'll preach. I came up Christmas to be with the family, so my little grandson says to me, Nani, my piggy bank is totally empty, broke. I said, okay, Steele, here is $100 to put in your piggy bank. He looked at it, and he said, I have a problem. I said, son, what is the problem? I need to pay my tithe, and I don't have any change to pay my tithe. Could you pay my tithe for me? <laughs> Nani, all I would need would be $10. That's all I need. I said, now, son, if I give you $10, then you're going to owe $11 in tithe. And he said, Nani, there's no end to this giving. <laughs> Amen. John chapter 20. We're going to preach fast. You listen quick. If you get through before I do, stay with me. Amen. John chapter 20, begin with the first verse. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher, seeing the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they've laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple, and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulcher. And he stooping down, looking in, and saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter, following him, went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also the other disciple. 
which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away into their own home. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And she wept and she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and see two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener said unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabona, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not ascended to my father, but go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend to my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. I want to minister to you this morning on this subject. An empty tomb is not enough. An empty tomb is not enough. John came and saw the evidence of the resurrection, but it didn't change him. The evidence of where God has been will not change you. Peter came, looked inside, was satisfied with an experience, and left. But Mary waited. Mary waited. Faith had vanished. Hope was gone. But her love remained unshaken. How did she wait? She waited, number one, patiently. Her love moved her to wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall receive strength. She waited alone. No one but her. She stood there alone waiting to see Jesus. I want to tell you something. Sometimes, folks, everybody is not going to agree with what we feel like God wants us to do. Everybody's not going to get on the bandwagon. But when God speaks, God will stand by us, stand with us, and we may have to wait alone. But I'll tell you what, God will come through. Amen. I was doing a missionette retreat in one of our districts. And on a Friday evening, I'm going to get down here. You know I'll do that. On a Friday evening... Miss Net Director said to me, Sister Tennyson, I want you to notice the little lady, little girl sitting here on the front row, nine years old. I want to tell you something about her after the service. After the service, she said this little nine-year-old girl was invited by her two friends to the missionettes at their church on a Wednesday evening. She gave her heart to the Lord the first Wednesday she was there. And they said there's going to be a missionette retreat. 
She wanted to go. So she went home and told her mom, I'm going to a missionary retreat. And her mom said, what is that? She said, I don't know, but I'm getting ready to find out. Monday morning, she went through her little neighborhood, knocked on the doors to see if they had any little girl there, eight or nine years old, to go to a missionette retreat with her. Twenty-five little girls wanted to go. Her mother said, how are you going to get them there and who's going to pay for it? The little nine-year-old girl said, and I want you to hear what she said. He didn't ask me to get him there or pay for him. He told me to invite him. How many of those results is always up to God? I don't have to make it happen. I don't have to bring it to pass. Two days before the retreat, an insurance agent came by to visit with the mom to collect premiums. The little girl said, I'm going to a missionary retreat. And he said, well, how many's going? She said, I've invited 25. He said, honey, how are you going to pay for them? She said, I don't know. How are you going to get them there? I don't know. He didn't ask me to pay for them or get them there. He just told me to invite them. <laughs> the insurance agent began to weep. And he said, I'm a backslidden Pentecostal preacher's boy. I know what missionettes is. I own a fleet of buses. What time do you need them at the church? And I will pay for every one of you to go. Alone, she did it. Alone. When the altar service was given that evening, Mr. President, 25 little girls stepped out and gave their heart to the Lord. One little girl said, alone, I may do this, but God will stand with me and God will honor me. She waited alone. But folks, not only did she wait alone, she waited fearlessly. It was dark. She was not afraid of the angels, but she was not mesmerized by them. They didn't satisfy her. Let me tell you something, folks. We do not worship manifestations. We worship the one that gives the manifestations. Amen? There's a difference, let me tell you, in the spectacular and the supernatural. The spectacular will get your attention for the moment. The supernatural will stay with you. Amen? That's the difference. So we worship the one. She was not enthralled with the angels. She was not satisfied with the angels. She said, I came to see Jesus, and I'm not leaving until I see Jesus. An empty tomb is not enough. I came to see Jesus. Amen? Folks, it's not where he has been, but it's where he is. Hallelujah, God. That makes the difference. An empty tomb is not enough. I came to see Jesus. What was Jesus doing to Mary? Revealing his person. 
waiting paid off. Jesus said, Mary. And what did she do? She recognized the voice. He didn't say, I'm Jesus. All he said was, Mary. He recognized the voice. And he said, Rabona. Or she did, which means master. Folks, if we will wait, if we will say, I'm not satisfied with where he has been. The past is good. I tell you about the past. But folks, the past is not good enough for what we need today. We need a present day experience with Jesus. I'm going to quote Dr. Tennyson. God's actions in our past support his promises for our future despite the circumstances in the present. Let me say that again. God's actions in our past. How many of God ever done something for in the past? Sure. Supports his promises for our future. Despite the circumstances in the present. So we need to say, God, I thank you for what you have done. And because of that, I can say you're still going to move in my situation in the present and in the future. But I just cannot live on the past. Where he has been is not enough. I need a fresh experience and a fresh revelation of who Jesus Christ is. Amen. Hallelujah, God. That's what I need. So Mary says, an empty tomb is not enough. What did he do? He revealed his person to her. Number two, he revealed his power to her. His power over death. Can, let's, let's get a picture. Somebody says to death, death, have you gotten everybody that's ever walked? Up to this time, only missed two. One out walked me, the other out rode me. <laughs> Enoch and Elijah. But then he said there was this case with this fellow by the name of Jesus. They hung him on a cross. He said, I thought I had him when a storm came up. But then he arose and said, peace be still. But one day they hung him on a cross and I jumped up behind him, took my sting and stung him. He died. They laid him in a borrowed tomb. But then what happened? Well, one Sunday, he arose. I reached out to grab him. He slung me on one side, slung me on the other, and he took my sting. I no longer have a sting. Power over death. Grave, how about you? Have you kept everybody you've ever put in a grave? All but one. Death says he took his sting. Well, he took my victory. Power over the grave. Power over the enemy. 
What did he do? He took the keys of death and of hell from the enemy. Folks, we get so worried about what the enemy's going to do, and he doesn't have the keys to his own home. Amen? Hallelujah. The one we serve has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah, God. Still alive forevermore. Power. He revealed his power. Folks, Sometime his power defied the law of human nature. He defied the law of biology. When the father had the Holy Ghost to go down and overshadow a little virgin by the name of Mary. Rode that boat for nine long months. Finally landed on the shore of Bethlehem. He's Abraham's ram, Isaac's well, Jacob's ladder, Samuel's horn of oil, David's slingshot, John the Revelator's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the one that Satan could not entice with sin, and the one that arose the third day, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Amen? He defied the law of biology. He defied the law of chemistry when he turned water into wine. He defied the law of economics. When he took five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000 people. Amen? He defied the law of gravity when he ascended into heaven. Amen? Oh, he revealed his power unto Mary. Let me tell you this story. Talking about his power, believing in his power. This fellow told me this one time when he was doing a revival. He said, let me tell you what happened to my neighbor the other day. He said, my neighbor had a mother cat and two kittens. They got up in the tree, and he couldn't get them out. He said, I thought they'll starve if I'm not able to get them down. He said, I had this bright idea. Take a rope, tie it to the end of the bumper of my pickup, tie that rope around a tree. And said, then pull the tree over as far as we can get it so I can get that mother cat and kittens. He said, doing really well. Almost had it over. And the rope broke. He said, they catapulted. <laughs> through the air. Could not find that mother cat and kittens anywhere. One day, he said, I'm in the grocery store. My neighbor is looking at cat food. Son, take this. Watch. I jumped and they thought I was falling. They're going to send 911 here. I hope they let me get through preaching. (laughs) It's my water there, sweetheart. Let me water these teeth. It doesn't make them grow. It just keeps them so I can preach. Said my neighbor was looking at cat food. And said, I said to her, you hate cats. What are you looking at cat food for? She said, you're not going to believe what I'm about to tell you. (laughs) 
He said, I think I will, but tell me. He said, she said, my little seven-year-old girl has begged and begged and begged me for a kitten. And finally she said, under what circumstances can I have a kitten? And her mother said, only if one falls out of the sky (laughs) from heaven. That's the only condition you can have a kitten. And the little girl said, well, I'm going to pray. I believe God has the power to do that. How many believes God has the power to do that? I believe he can do that. And she said, I'm thinking, well, just go ahead and pray. She said, two days ago, we're standing out in the yard, and here this little kitten comes flying through the air. They, they said to the mother, what's she look like? Said she went, like that. Came flying through the air. Landed at my little girl's feet. And said, my little girl looked at it and said, Mommy, how about that? <laughs> said, we now have a kitten. How many believe she still has the power? Still able to do exceedingly abundantly above all they can ask or think according to the power that's working within us. Amen. I've told you this before and somebody asked me to do it again today and I will. I've told you before what he can do. He can take a ball of mud and make man. He can take a sign and make a rainbow. He took emancipator out of the river Nile. He took a shepherd's staff and made a snake. He made a freeway out of the Red Sea. He took the doer of the desert and made three square meals. He made an army out of dry bones. He made a preacher out of a donkey. After hearing me, you'll probably agree. He made an elevator out of a whirlwind. He made a taxi out of a whale. He made a banquet out of a boy's lunch. He made wine out of water. He made a taxpayer out of fish. He made the blind to see, the lame to walk. Walk the depth to hear the issue of blood stop. He made a fool out of the devil and he's making a church out of us. Whoa, hallelujah, God. That's what he can do. That's what he can do. The revelation of his power he revealed to Mary. Number three, folks, he revealed to Mary the revelation of his promise. He said, I will rise again. That's a promise. He said, I will send you the promise of the Holy Spirit when I get back to heaven. Folks, we need the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not to go to heaven, but to go to Walmart. We need the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then he said, I will be with you always. He made the promise. Then he said, I'll be with you to the end of the world. Then he said, I'm coming back again. How many believe he's coming back again? Folks, whether you believe it or not, he's coming back. Many people say seasons have passed. Let me tell you something. We had a young man. Uh... This Sunday before the bus tragedy happened. How many knows what I'm talking about when I refer to the bus tragedy? How many does not know what I'm talking about? 
real quickly. When we pastored our last church, we suffered a tragedy where a drunken driver hit our church bus. Right headlight to right headlight, driving the frame eight, eight feet back under the bus, causing a fire. We lost 24 young people and three staff members. We lost 27 precious people. On that bus was a young man, 13 years old. The Sunday before the tragedy, the youth Sunday school teacher came out of her class, and she was crying. And I said, Wanda, what's wrong? She said, I was teaching on the rapture of the church today. And one young man spoke up and said, Miss Wanda, I don't believe Jesus is coming. I've heard it all my life. I said, what did you say to him? She said, I said, son, he could come for you before next Sunday. Thank God on a Wednesday evening before the tragedy on Saturday, we closed a youth revival. And that young man was in the altar and rededicated his life to the Lord. He did not make it off of a burning church bus. That was his last class. But folks, whether we believe Jesus is coming or not, he's coming. You may say we've gone through a lot of seasons since the promise. Let me tell you something. A season doesn't have the power or capability to circumvent what God's already decided before time. Amen? It cannot do it. So Jesus is coming. A promise. He revealed unto Mary the promise. The promise he would rise again. The promise of the Holy Spirit. The promise he with us always. The promise of his return. He came the first time through woman and no one saw him. He's coming the second time through clouds and every eye shall behold him. He came the first time in poverty to a stable. He's coming the second time in power and in glory. He came the first time to die. He's coming the second time to raise the dead. He came the first time in meekness. He's coming the second time time in majesty. He came the first time as lamb. He's coming the second time as lion of the tribe of Judah. Oh, he came the first time. And they said, where is he this born the king of the Jews? He's coming the second time as king of kings and lord of lords. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He came the first time with an escort of angels, but he's coming the second time with 10,000 of his saints. Amen. Hallelujah. How many wants to be one of them? Amen. Hallelujah. He's coming. He's coming. Revelation of his person to Mary. Revelation of his power to Mary. And revelation of his promise to Mary. An empty tomb is not enough. I came to see Jesus. And I'm not going to leave until I see Jesus. Folks, it's so easy for us to go through the motion. I'm not saying emotion. I'm saying motion. I can lift my hands and worship without thinking. I can clap my hands without thinking. But that doesn't mean I'm worshiping. But when I begin to see him for who he really is, what he wants to do. Folks, let me tell you something. I prayed about this service. I've talked to the Lord about this service. Mr. President, I've heard from God about this service. And he said today, we're going to gather in these altars to pray. And he said today, this is a promise from God. You can write the date, you can write the promise. And he said today, whatever it is you need me to be unto you, that I will be. 
You don't need a kitten. Okay? You may not need missionettes to go anywhere with you or an insurance agent to pay for it. But whatever it is you need today, Jesus said, as they gather in my name, begin to seek my face afresh and anew, begin to tell me, Jesus, this is what I need you to reveal yourself to me as. He said, I will make myself real to them in that area in a fresh way. That's a promise from God. It's for you today. Jesus is here. It's not where he has been, but he's here. He's here. We came to see Jesus. An empty tomb is not enough. But we came to see Jesus. For just a moment, would you sing, my brother? Sing with us today. We're coming to pray. Yes, God. The voice I hear. Can you hear that voice this morning? Sing it, church. Walks with me. And the joy we share. And the joy we share. Yes. He speaks in the sound of his voice. Mary recognized the voice. Do you recognize the voice this morning? Hallelujah, God. You want him to speak to you this morning? Hallelujah, Jesus. Within my heart. And he talks with me. And he tells me. Oh, God, let us hear from you today. You promised. Has ever known. Hallelujah. Let me ask you today. Is there those in here that need say, I need Jesus to reveal himself to me as baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Can I see your hand? Jesus is the baptizer. He is the baptizer. Is there any today? Thank you. 
Is there any? I know some of you have to be excused and go to class. You're, that's fine. How many would just say today should be 100%? I just want to see him today in a fresh way. I want to see Jesus. An empty tomb's not enough. I just want to see Jesus in a fresh way today. If he's ever done anything for you, stand to your feet, please. The one that said, I need to experience him as baptizer, would you step forward first? Kneel right here, sweetheart, and we will be by to pray for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. To the rest of you, it ought to be 100%. Only one condition to be met to a promise. Only one condition is to believe him enough to step out and find a place to pray. Come on. Come on. If you can kneel, I ask you to kneel. If you can't, I understand. But I want you to say, Jesus, an empty tomb is not enough. I need to see you today in a fresh way. I need to see you. Hallelujah. Just shut yourself in with God. Hallelujah. Shut yourself in with God. Oh, say, Jesus, I just need to see you today in a fresh way. I need you to reveal yourself to me in this circumstance that I'm facing or looking at. Yes, sing it. Hallelujah. Jesus, 